football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moko here to talk about all things. NBA playoffs, because uh, that's the only thing really to talk about, and maybe a couple of side side stories here and there. Um, you know, I also said that we're supposed to be like doing a post game uh, <laughs> post game reaction to every game, dude. I fell asleep. I'll be honest, I fell asleep uh, <laughs> through the what is it last night's game, uh, game one, which we'll talk about today. I didn't. Yeah, apparently from what Reed's saying, I didn't miss much. Miss much, and also looking at the highlights, like and also looking at the box score and all that stuff, like I didn't miss that much. We'll talk about today, though, is our real reaction. We'll also give our little, um, you know, predictions. And, like, even after game one, we'll give our predictions to see, like, what, what games we were going to win, yada, yada, all that, all that regular stuff. But, yeah, first thing I wanted to talk about today was mainly the, um, uh, like, outside the playoff stuff is Nate McMillan. He uh, actually scored a four-year deal with the Hawks to be their head coach for the next four years, which is hype. You know, I wanted Nate McMillan to be the, ho- uh, the coach, you know, for them because there's really no other option, and I think – He's probably the best option because he's already worked with these guys. So yes, I yeah. like it. I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but uh, I like it. I mean, I loved what Nate, Nate McMillan did. It's hard um, to say his name, too. I'm not going to lie. Loki, it's like kind of a tongue twister. But, um, yeah, I loved what he did, like, with the Hawks. You know, they have, like, a young core. He built, um, you know, like a whole offensive system around Trey Young, who fit into it great. You know, Trey Young really stepped into a nice playmaking role for them that they needed. Um, they have good shooters. Um, you know, a good, a decent defensive anchor in uh, Capella. So, yeah, I think Nate McMillan did a great job with the Hawks. You know, I mean, he led them to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know. So, and he was the interim head coach that entire time. Yeah. Um, he, he was the assistant before that with crappy Lloyd Pierce who got fired. And now he's apparently the assistant coach of the Pacers with Rick Carlisle. So, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, any, getting, any former head coaching experience is good, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, great job for him. I, I, I've given my praise to Nate, Nate McMillan already <laughs> so many times on this podcast. So I love it. So good he luck to him. That. Good luck to Trey Young. Good luck to that team because they are all dogs on that team that deserve to win something. So absolutely, no, they're gonna honestly, they're gonna come back next season, I think, and they're gonna be a top five seed in the East. I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. That'd be dope, and to get a little parity in the in the Eastern Conference. Like there already isn't enough, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great I for him. The Eastern Conference definitely needs to be a bit more competitive. I, I agree, because we only have, like, two or three teams that are, like, constantly good, you know, and everything else is just toss-up. Yes, but, uh, and then, uh, you know, there's, of course, like, people are saying, like, oh, we could talk about the mock draft and all that stuff, but, like, we're going to move all that stuff to next week or probably after the finals are over. So we're going to get into draft stuff later because the draft is not until the 29th. I'm pretty sure – am I saying 27th or 29th? I'm going to double-check it. 29th. 29th. Yeah, July 29th. So we have, we have plenty of time to talk about draft stuff later because offseason is going to be packed and then we're going to have like a rushed like start of the season. So hopefully that, you know, that'll make content, you know, finding content easier for this stuff. We can also talk about the Rachel Nichols thing, but like, I'll be honest, we talked about it before the podcast, like before recording. And I'm like, we don't know enough. And like, I barely, yeah, I have like a service line know knowledge. Yeah, like yeah, he only, the yeah. only thing I know is that uh, what you told me is that apparently – like Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor have been um, like kind of competing for this job for like the past two years or something. Yep. Um, I didn't even know that part, but yeah, I know that they're kind of like beefing now. So you want to tell me what you did know about this whole controversy before? But yeah. The one, the one thing that I knew about <laughs> it was the whole Jimmy Butler thing. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to say what it is. Cause uh, 
Yeah, you can just look it up yourself who, and find out. So yeah, anyone who listens to this podcast probably already knows. Yeah, I hope they know because it's kind of funny. But also, I'm going to give you this read. Rachel Nichols is 47, so I'm just going to I'm going to let that simmer. She's 47, and we all know Jimmy Butler, so I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, she's 47. I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to say anything else. All right. We're... <laughs> yep. You're saying 47, right? Not 47. 47. Like three years away from 50. Yes. Yeah, I just I'm gonna, I wanted to see. I didn't want to say it until he said it until he got on the on the recording. But yeah, that's his reaction. So, and if you guys know, you know, you should be laughing along with us. Dude, I mean, Jimmy's a dog. Jimmy's a dog. Jimmy's an dog. <laughs> yeah, I just I think I might like put in the in the title like something like Jimmy's a dog and then, like no context in the title, and then people have to actually watch this to figure out what we're saying. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy's a dog. Forty-seven. That's crazy. Yep. She is. That's so. <laughs> yeah so let's move on to the <laughs> to the finals yeah because i think that's enough we've said enough about it so yeah yeah like i said we, hey we congrats know. to the suns they won 105 to 118 it was a really boring game i felt of course you know i just said earlier i fell asleep uh for this game so my first thing uh deandre Aiden almost got 2020 so that's really good i really yeah, i'm proud great. of deandre for doing that i mean mainly it was just chris paul just throwing up lobs and then deandre Aiden, or like you know John Drayton, like he has, no, he has a nice hook rebounds, shot. So. In, the, in the in the in the post, he has a nice mm-hmm. hook shot. Yeah, he's uh, a big, he's big man. Great, he's great in transition. Um, yeah. The Suns like heavily outscored the Bucks in transition um, last night, and I think a lot of that was you know like facilitated by Chris Paul pushing the floor with DeAndre and Devin Booker. And also, let's not let's down, knock down great Cameron Payne what he's done for this team because he's basically right, yeah. the, the replacement Chris Actually, Paul when he's not on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually wanted to bring something up. Um, so I think it was six, one, two, three. No, that's the Bucks. What is it? <laughs> two, three, four, six. Five, six. Yeah, so six Suns scored in double digits last night. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing for them, you know, because they're getting good production from <laughs> and, their and somebody top. scored one point. Jay Crowder. He was the reason <laughs> they could have been perfect from the free throw line. Yeah. And he missed, he missed that he one. He missed one. Hold on, hold on. I, did I, did I sent you the TikTok, right? Did you see the Jay Crowder one uh, on the TikTok? Maybe. Hold on. Okay. Check the TikTok while it's, I want to talk about uh, something real quick, but check the TikTok I sent in the. Now. Dude, it's, it's so funny. You got to, you really got to see it. Where did you? Okay. Send? I sent it in the, in the group chat, the sports big group, uh, bits group chat. It's like, it'll, you'll see like Buck something and like forcing something in the, um, in the title. But, oh, uh, wait, okay, hold on. I didn't watch this yet. But, uh, okay, you can watch it, but I'm going to talk about something real quick because um, okay. Chris Paul scored 30, and I'm really hyped for him, and also nine assists because that's his natural thing. I'm going to let him finish that. And also, every player, Suns starter, had double digits plus minus, like positive. So that shows that they're doing really well in offense and defense. Did you see the Jay Crowder <laughs> one yet? <laughs> oh. I saw that. I saw the moment Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, you'll see the Jake Crowder one. It's it's hilarious. I'm doing nothing for two hours. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, no, I was thinking about that because yeah. um, well, I think one one thing to mention also is that Jake Crowder scored one point and the Suns still ran circles around the Bucks defense. Yeah. So right there. But I'm just um, I just yeah, love it. It's just I mean, Jake Crowder just say- went 0 for eight from the field. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh for five from three like he's supposed to be the three oh, and d guy and he missed yeah. five I mean, he threes. Had nine rebounds, so good for him but yeah. um i mean i just i mean they're straight like in the tiktok all right so no i mean i don't think that i mean when you have a team of 
you know, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, now DeAndre Ayton is a huge offensive weapon. I mean, he's been a yeah. huge offensive weapon for them, but now he's like really starting to you know, step it up. up. Um, and then you got Cameron Squared, you know, Cameron Johnson. And Cameron Squared. <laughs> where, yeah, I mean, dude, we're coming up with nicknames left and right. We got Knee Snash. You got Joe Jesus. You got, uh, what, what's his? Oh, yeah, Beef Jerky Joe. Beef Jerky Joe. Oh, yeah, Beef Jerky Joe. And now but, we got um, what? Yeah, Cameron no, Square. So the, the Suns are getting really oh. great production from their bench. Um, God. And I kind of forgot where I was going with this. But basically, yeah. the point is that I don't think they, like, just everyone comes to play for the Suns. Yeah. You know, every game, like they always come out, they always play their hardest, they leave everything on the court. Uh, and I think a problem with the Bucks is that they're not getting that kind of offensive production from everybody. You know, Drew Holiday scored 10 points last night, four for 14 from the field. Um, you know, Chris Middleton had a great game. Giannis also had a good game. I think he, I think he had a double mm-hmm. double, like 20 points, uh, 11 rebounds or something like that. Um, yeah. I have the box score in front of me. I should just look. Yeah. The but, thing is about, um, I'm going to like, while you're looking that up, like, you're good. Oh, yeah. But I just want to say something real quick because a lot of people are saying that the Bucks are the most overrated team to ever reach the finals just because how streaky everyone is. Like, no yeah, one's consistently not- good. Like, Booker's consistently good. Chris mm-hmm. Paul's consistently good. So, like, you know, yeah. we don't we don't know, know how this Bucks it, team's going to react. Yeah, I mean, overrated. I don't know if I would say overrated. I would definitely say underwhelming. Underwhelming. An yeah, underwhelming team for sure. I, I just – it's it, – because, like, I mean, you said it. They're streaky. Like, they, mm-hmm. they need – like, Middleton can get hot. You know, for a stretch of games, we saw it in the in the Nets series and in the Atlanta series. He had, yeah. um, you know, some good stretches of games. But, you know, I mean, the Suns are a great defensive team. He's going to really have to be consistent, like you said, if they want to win, you know, yeah. even a couple of games. I guess we're transitioning to the Bucks because I'm just going to say this real quick because apparently the, one of the podcasts I listened to talked about the stat. But apparently Chris Milton, like like the whole average, his average free uh, field goal percentage for the Hawks series was 28%. Like he was hot some games and they had like zero percent the next game, so that's why yeah. he averaged twenty eight percent. I'm like, that's terrible. That's from yeah, like a second really option. Bad. That's below thirty. I mean, you shouldn't really yeah. be shooting below forty. Below, yeah. To be that big of an offensive weapon, because I mean, when Giannis was out, he's their main offensive weapon, and even when Giannis was in, you know, he had a really good start, and you know, I mean, he had twenty points and seventeen rebounds, so he had a good game, but he definitely was not as dominant and explosive as you know we've seen him prior to this knee injury yeah i mean coming off the knee injury is not great but uh, Mm um a main thing i wanted to talk about because um i said it in the earlier but booty hoser booty hoser (laughs) we're adding adding another nickname booty hoser (laughs) because boon hoser and these goddamn lineups like these lineups and sets they have he has running out on this team is absolute garbo like he's running like the one thing that stood out to me like looking at the plus minuses because i can't figure out i wasn't watching the game so i couldn't see the lineups but they're running brooke lopez pj tucker and Giannis all out at the same time and even brooke i mean bobby portis at the same time i'm like mm-hmm. are you serious running three bigs at the same time yeah, against this team like, that can run circles around you? yeah they're relatively like all of them are pretty slow you know i mean brooke yeah lopez is well, like a moves in slow motion yeah um well, I'm oh, t- like so also, so also um last night i know the um the espn crew was talking about mm-hmm. it but um or I think it might have been like jeff and uh mark but yeah. whoever it was they were saying um like every time a you know booker or chris paul would switch on to brooke lopez you know they were eating like they were just eating the whole like, surprise they, like, they cooked him. They cooked him every single time. He's too slow to be able to really defend them. Um, and even like, 
you know, because when they get, even when they get into the post, they just have really, I mean, Chris, Chris Paul is automatic from the mid range. Yep. Um, Devin Booker has a fantastic fadeaway. Uh, Brooke Lopez has no chance of stopping it. And I just don't see this Bucks defense being able, they can't stop this Suns offense. Yeah, well, that's the thing about yeah, I mean, a I lot. Mean, it's only one game, but that's just what yeah. I'm seeing. No, but like, a lot of people were talking about this, like, because there's a reoccurring theme, but like, talking about the Bucks playing a lot of drop coverage, which basically means that you give space to the to the to everyone on the perimeter saying, like, let them shoot. But mm-hmm. that's a really dumb way to play, especially because we saw it against the Hawks. Like, that's a really dumb way to play. And then now against the Suns. They're, they're playing good. a lot of drop coverage. coverage. They got to play tight on these guys or else they're not going to – they're giving them free, like, open mid-ranges or open threes, and that's not a good – recipe for this playing against like Chris Paul and Devin Booker second second thing I wanted to say is that Brooke Lopez is meant to be like he's not a bad defender it's the point being that he's like a stretch big so basically he needs to shoot his three and get back or else he's not going to get back there to like defend anybody he's gonna be a liability if he can't get back there fast enough Mm -hmm. so he can't defend people on the perimeter no he just can't I know I don't know if you saw the play last night you said you fell asleep but um, (laughs) uh, Chris Paul Chris Paul just hit a three right over him and, um, you know, Brooke Lopez goes to contest, but he fouls him. Yeah. Because he's too slow. He has to lunge so far to I try mean, to get there. He's, you know, you know big, he, he but like, far. he's big, but like, you, you know, he's not going to be able to use his length to any good use he's being slow, 10 feet back from somebody. Yeah. No, he's big, but he's slow. Like, if they, I, like, I can see Brooke Lopez playing. I mean, he didn't even play that good defense against Aiden, but like, honestly, that's really the only matchup that I can see Brooke Lopez thriving in defensively mm-hmm. because like I said, Chris Paul and Devin Booker absolutely cooked him. Yep. Booty hoser making crappy lineups and leaving Brooke Lopez to guard CP three. But um, yeah, like, speaking of um, fouls, um, uh, Giannis was in foul trouble yesterday with five, five fouls. How we feel about that? You know, cause that doesn't I mean, seem very good. He was in foul trouble, but he was also in free throw shooting trouble. <laughs> free throw trouble. Yeah. I mean, that's like, do we, I mean, we, we kind of expect that from Giannis. Let's be honest. 58%. That's, you know, yeah, Giannis being I mean, Giannis. Look at it, I think the, the bucks shot like under 10 free throws. And they um, shot 16 to let you know. Okay, so never mind. See, I don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, but so they like, shot under 10, under 10 makes they made nine. So yeah, so like that's terrible percentage, and um, <laughs> the Suns hit twenty five of twenty six. Yeah, ninety six percent. Yeah, not yeah. Like I mean, no thanks to the man like yeah. sitting on his hands in the paint or in <laughs> on the perimeter. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what, like seriously because Devin Booker just goes to work in the mid range in the post, um, gets the foul. Devin and, Booker in the oh, post man, since he when? Hit, he can hit the bucket too. Since when is Devin Booker in the post? What? You said Devin Booker oh, in the post. Um, oh, well, I mean, he's, he's working around, like, the paint. Like the, yeah, like, dri- the like driving, you know? Yeah, you mean, like, yeah, driving and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I just want to make sure you're, like, not saying, like, Devin Booker's yeah, posting no, no, up no. Brooke Lopez. Like, no. No, 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 he's not posting. But, I mean, he no, he has a good post game for sure. I mean, he's not, like, backing defenders down. Yeah, but, like, for, like, for a guard. For a guard, I, I think he's a good – he's a good everything. Man, like, I watch him. Like every time I see that jump shot go up and it takes like five seconds for him to like calm down and like, mm-hmm. it looks like Kobe. I love seeing that Kobe, like everyone's like Kobe resemblance with that jump shot. I'm like, Dude, it's it, so no, true. It's seriously there. He has such good hang time, good fade. Um, you know, just like a killer accuracy, accuracy, like uh, deadly yeah, sharpshooter, sharpshooter from the range. I don't know. Devin Booker is something else. <laughs> also just speaking of Jay Crowder, he had a 10 offensive rating. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. And also speaking of, I wanted to also talk about this when it comes to offensive rating, because 
Chris, like we were talking about Chris Middleton earlier because I forgot to mention it when we were talking about Chris Middleton. He had a 98 offensive rating, which is trash, and he had 29 points. Like, think about it. He was that he like he was that much of a liability to score that 29 points. So like that's like he was not efficient scoring those 29 when like something no, else could not. have been happening. So that's just like something I want to quickly mention. It's just like it, well, he wasn't very efficient offensively, which was a liability yeah. to like I mean, other he, people. He shot 12 for 26, which isn't terrible, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, when Giannis like they need 30 and 30 from both of them. Yeah, if they want to win this, I mean, because because like Chris Paul's put up thirty. Step up. Drew Holiday is going to have to step yep. up. You know, yeah, because Devin Booker uh, and CP three and CP three they combined for like fifty seven points last night or something like that. Yep. Um. So like they uh, need yeah fifty nine like fifty eight or something yeah fifty nine um, you got it close enough fifty nine yeah there you go close enough but um <laughs> yeah the point is that they almost combined for thirty points um you know like yeah Chris Middleton and Giannis need to start you know, picking it up a little bit. And Drew yeah. Holiday too. Drew Holiday only, you know, I said it before, he only had 10 points. He needs to either not take as many shots or he's got to step up. Or just play, or just, if he's not making shots, play more of a facilitator role is what I would recommend because yeah. I think that would be a great thing for him because he's still a great facilitator and a great, great playmaker. Yeah, no, so, he's definitely a great playmaker. I mean, a great defender as well. You know, mm-hmm. you know don't, down, don't downplay it, even though Chris Paul scored 30 on him, but, you know, don't downplay it. Don't downplay. I mean, no, if you, if, I mean, I know you said you fell asleep, <laughs> game, but seriously, I mean, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday was doing some good things against Chris Paul. It's just better, you know. I mean, just better offense. You yeah. know, good defense, better offense. Okay. Uh, last thing I wanted to say: Why did Jeff T get nine minutes? <laughs> when he came into the game, I was like, "Who? Like they're playing Who? Jeff T." Yo, you remember he was on the Celtics back in the back or in the beginning yeah. of the season, and we traded him to the Bucks for I don't know what would we trade him for, but but it's kind of it's kind of funny seeing Jeff Teague in the in the finals, and then he's getting yeah, nine minutes when when those nine minutes should be given to Brent Forbes. So that's all I'm saying. So yeah, I don't know. I think Budenholzer is definitely doing some weird stuff with these matchups, and you can tell like he's kind of scrambling for like answers. You know, like he doesn't have any answers to the offensive problems that they're having other than just like Chris Middleton needs to shoot more uh, or shoot mm-hmm. better, not more. He needs to shoot better. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday needs to shoot better. Like I literally cannot think of what's going on in that front office other than that conversation. Well, that's not a really good way. A really good things to say, like how to, that's not a good way to answer your problems. Just say, shoot better, shoot better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically, I mean, Literally I mean, that's basically what he's like, saying, like what he's trying to do at this rate. I mean, so seriously, though, like what else are you going to do against this Suns team? They're great defensively, and your three biggest weapons offensively are, you know, I mean, they're scoring decent, you know, Giannis and Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday not as much, but those three offensive weapons, they need to be getting like, you know, like 20 points each minimum yeah. a night. I mean, this also like, because also let's talk about like, you want to move on to like predictions and stuff, because also like, I was going to talk about some of this stuff during like a preview if we did it, but mm. my little solution to all this is what is be like running Giannis at the five and having PJ Tucker and then have like the lineup they had at the end of the game, which is uh, yeah. what is it? They had Pat Connaughton, uh, Brent Forbes, uh, Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis. That's the best lineup they got. And then also just with that lineup, since you're very small and fast, I just want you to like, like constantly double team in either Brooke Booker or Chris Paul for like a little bit, just trying to get in their face, get some pressure on them. Having basically yeah. Giannis guard DeAndre Aiden one on one because I think they're both, I think he's athletic enough and big enough to compete with DeAndre Aiden. 
And I mean, since, hey, I mean, Jay Crowder was a non-factor, so whoever whoever you put on Jay Crowder, just double with Chris Paul or Dip Booker, and you're good because you know Jay Crowder ain't making a making a shot. So that's all yeah, I'm saying. I mean, but they're I mean they're gonna if they do start doing that and they give Jay Crowder that shot, um, he's gonna start hitting them eventually. You know, we saw it last. You year hope in not, the but as a bucket, I mean, well, James is hoping so. But, um, <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, if you just give Jay Crowder that shot, like, he's going to start hitting it at some point, you know. Yeah. He just he had a bad shooting night. I was just I joking with the 2020 hindsight of seeing Jay Crowder just being trash. Just, this game one. Yeah, no, dude, like, when I was watching the game, I was like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> it's not saying, the Jay Crowder that I know. Exactly. Not hitting threes, but, uh, I mean, what's your little, like, solution slash uh, – actually, let me get my prediction before I hand it off to you. But, like, my prediction was um, Suns and six. And yeah, that's really it. I didn't really have any other explanation that Suns and Six. I think the Bucks will pull out two wins at home and then Suns will get hot at towards the end. So, I mean, what's your little solution slash prediction for the, for the series? Um, so I think it's going to be, I don't know. I mean, I'm really hesitant after watching the game last night. It definitely, it, it doesn't help that we have a little bit of gameplay to look at, you know? Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I was, I was talking to James about this on July 4th. Um, I said, it's going to be a seven game series with Giannis back. Um, and I still hold that. I think it's going to be Suns and seven. Um, Cause I think that just Giannis is, I mean, he's a two-time defensive player, a two-time MVP um, defensive player of the year as well. So I think that, you know, he's going to, a couple games, he's going to put the team on his back. Middleton's going to get hot for at least a game. Um, you know, so I see it being a seven game series, but at the end of the day, I think that Chris Paul and Devin Booker are just going to be too much for their defense. I, I totally agree. And unless they do what I said and, and like, you know, I think my solution will work as long as they do the rotations right. And booty hoser isn't trash about his yeah. rotations. Mm-hmm. Then I and give them enough rest. So they're able to play the, the whole game, you know, with full energy doubling on them. But, you know, we, I don't know if I could trust booty hoser anymore and he might get fired at the end of the season. So, yeah, you know, I you mean, know, he did lead him to the final. So we'll see. Please, happens, please but. fire him. I, I'm just like for, for all for a Bucks fans out there, not as like a like as an NBA fan slash like yeah, as a, you as know a, as an objective fan, sympathizing fire. Celtics fan who understands bad coaching sometimes. Fire mm-hmm. Budenholzer. Yeah, you know, no, I I agree with that. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't know. He's just not working with the pieces that he has. Exactly. You know, or he's, like he's not. His yeah, lineups are trash. <laughs> They need to honestly. I think what they're gonna have to do is they gotta trade away a bunch of their bench pieces and bring in new dudes. Trade away like Middleton next, next season. No, I don't think necessarily Middleton. I think Middleton can stay, and I think Drew Holiday can stay. But I'm talking about trade their Brooke bench Lopez. for. I mean, I think they should get rid of those. <laughs> um, and I think they like. I literally think they just need to change the bench. Mm. You know, I because, like. I like their bench personally. I think they need to trade away Brooke Lopez and Middleton. Honestly, that's my opinion because I like Drew Holiday. I mean, I'm that's sure my hot, that's my hot take. I think so, I think I'm in the minority when I say they should keep Middleton. I think most yeah. people would probably say trade Middleton. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't hate what he's doing. He just needs to be more consistent. Which is the thing because I don't think he's ever been like consistent in his whole career. And like mm-hmm. my thing is like trade while his value is high right now, and then try to get somebody good to pair with him. And also, not to mention their bench pieces are fine. So, like, I think they just need to get another good star behind them, and have Drew Holiday, especially with a good a good number two piece, a number two that'll put a lot of pressure off of Drew Holiday and be able to have him play his best best game. Which is, I think, he's not like he. You don't want Drew Holiday being a number two. 
uh, on the team. No, so not, I think, not a number two offensive option. Yeah, no. you can't rely on Middleton being a, a constant number two. So that means it puts more pressure on Holiday to perform well, which is you can see why how it happens. So yeah, the, well, the reason why I think they should get rid of the bench, and I can't even really think of bench players that they should bring on. But what I'm saying is that I think like Jeff Teague. Why? Yeah, you know, I agree with that. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I mean, Pat Connaughton, I know you said you like Pat Connaughton, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really know what they should do with Pat Connaughton, but like they have all these other people. Um, they have like Giannis's older brother. He didn't even play last night, which is probably <laughs> a surprise, but um, I mean, he's, he's like a rookie. Was well, he a rookie basically? No, he's like a third, third. No, he's not even a third year guy. He's like, he's been in the league for a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's but, I mean, 28. Yeah, he's, not, he's not great. So yeah. I don't know. I think they need to bring in some new bench pieces because when, because here's the thing about the Suns is that when you have Devin Booker sitting out, you have Chris Paul. And when Chris Paul is sitting out, you have Devin Booker. And on top of that, you also when have both Devin of them are sitting out. You got Cameron Payne. Exactly. <laughs> Cam- you have Cameron squared. You have Cameron squared. Cameron squared. Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson. Oh, that's why you said Cameron Squared. I was like, wait, I was like, why is it Cameron Square? I was like, oh, you got both Cameron. What are you talking about? I think it's right, Cameron right. Square. I was like, what are you talking about, Cameron Square? I'm like, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, no, yeah, both cameras are sick. Yeah, square, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You should know this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, so but, you, um, can, you can continue. No, like they, the Suns, whenever they have like one of their big people sitting out, um, they have other dudes to take their place, other dudes to step up. When you have. You know, like if Giannis is sitting out, you know, who else is there? You got like pretty much like Middleton and Drew Holiday. If, Drew, if Middleton's not hot, then, you know, the offense starts to die. P.J. Tucker. <laughs> P.J. Tucker. Like, you think P.J. Tucker going to start scoring 30 a night? No. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm just saying, like, they didn't Anything even – happen. I'm just saying the Suns didn't even run their full lineup. They didn't bring out Eton Moore. They didn't bring out Dario Sarvich. They didn't bring out Langston Garrett. You know he tore his ACL last night. Oh, see, I was asleep for that, so I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, he, he tore his ACL last night. Like, Damn, so he, he's going to be after the season, dude, or after the series. That's going to suck, dude. Wait, yeah, who's going to run might, the – He might be. He might even have trouble coming back in at the beginning of the offseason, uh, at the beginning of the next season. I just realized who's going to run the back of five minutes. Oh, Kaminsky, that's who it is. Frank Kaminsky is going to run the back of five minutes. Oh, God. Frank Kaminsky? Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I just, he was playing last night after Sarge got injured. Yeah, um, and I don't really remember. I didn't pay too much attention to him. I just heard his name a couple times. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all they really need, you know, DeAndre Ayton is just ba- a beast, a monster, a beast. That's the only thing exactly that you describe him as is just a beast. Yeah, I think we've um, we've said everything we need to say, and I think the series is going to go in six. You said seven. We'll see what happens. We'll have a post game reaction tomorrow. For game two, hopefully I'll be awake for all of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to be knocked out by, like, the boring. Hopefully the game will actually be more exciting after Booty Hoser fix up, fixes up his lineups. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it with there with the Booty Hoser is Booty. Booty. Straight Booty Cheeks. He sucks. <laughs> so cheeks right now. I'm going to leave that. But, yeah, that's it for the for this, today's uh, – this week's on the – this week for any any news. I mean, there's not much to talk about, really, but – yeah, that's it for the podcast mostly, this week. Mostly just Rachel Nichols and the Rachel podcast. Nichols <laughs> yeah, and David Mellon. But yeah, and also we've been talking a lot of us, you know, in the in the whole three of us have been talking about a lot of uh, improvement to the pod, like improvement ideas for the podcast. You know, making the production better, you know, better, you know, re, you know, content, etc. So hopefully yeah, so you'll you all will see that. 
the future. Yeah, so the five people that watch this also, if you have, if you have any suggestions. Dude, I'm just saying if people like start watching this more often, they might see this episode. They're like, yo, they actually like, we're, we're thinking about it. Like we're actually starting to plan this out. Hopefully we so can like get some good content. You know, these guys are morons. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, can't, can't come in with that mindset or else we're not going to do well, man. Come on. Yeah, but that's, no, we, I mean, I, th- I think we, I think we, I think this. with, I think we also need to work on like, I think our main thing for the, our like is production and marketing. I think that's the two things we need to bring, we need to like step up. Cause, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, think... you, I'm talking to our marketing major right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's, wait, hold on. But before we continue, let's not start talking about the how we're going to revamp the podcast in the middle of this episode. Yeah, they can hear it, dude. This should be an off, an off mic discussion. No, no, no. This is this is just a little little taste of what we're talking about off off the scenes. You know, that's like no, we're not we're not just we're not just messing around. You know, on the off and the on off the scene. You know, off the scenes. You know, we're not we're our you know. What is it? What's the word? I can't even think. It's not off the scene. What the hell am I thinking? Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm fried. I am asking. Yep, I'm an idiot. But yeah, behind I mean, the scenes. I was like, I was rocking with it. You said off the scenes. I was like, yeah, it makes, makes yeah, sense. it makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes, yeah, BTS, a lot of BTS going on. But yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about at least, you know, we the, the series might be over by the time of next week's podcast. We don't know, so hopefully, it does last longer, so we have more more final stuff to talk about and more mm-hmm. post game reactions and more stuff to laugh at and more booty hoser crap I can go critique. Yeah. So. Yeah, until next week, boys. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace.